Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Evidence shows home visiting can change children's lives. But what exactly is it? I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Governor J.B. Pritzker announced his Smart Start plan during the State of the State address on Wednesday and made some big promises about investing in what's called home visiting. To find out more about what this program is and its potential impact, we're speaking with Caitlin Canwisher, the Director of Maternal and Child Health Initiatives and head of the Connect Teen Program at Lurie Children's Hospital, as well as Shernaren Hilliard, Senior Vice President of Programs and Impact with Family Focus. Shernaren, I want to start with you. Give us the quick version of what home visiting is. Um, home visiting is an opportunity for uh, parents that have kids from zero to five to uh, receive um, visits in their home to educate them on child development, uh, improve uh, their parenting skills, uh, their family um, health, also um, to increase school readiness. I see. Yep. Well, uh, so who are the home visitors then, Caitlin? Who, who are the people? Is their role the same as maybe a social worker? I think we need to make that distinction clear. Yeah, it can be similar. Um, home visitors are often used as the peer education model. So they come from a wide variety of backgrounds um, to work with families in their home and meet families kind of where they're at, depending on we know each family is different and their needs are different. So yeah. um, so it can be a social worker, but either way, they just need that home visiting training, it sounds like. Right. Each model, um, evidence-based model that's implemented will offer the home visitor specific training. I see. So, Shanaren, in general, what is it that makes a family or a parent eligible for this service? Um, I think a family who has um, um, children from zero, you know, to five, who's definitely um, in need of services and really want to um, learn more about uh, child development, really want to um, ensure that they're getting their kids ready for school. Mm -hmm. What are the barriers, would you say, for families who are seeking this care, Caitlin? I think some of the barriers are um, homelessness or unstable housing. A lot of the programs in Illinois have geographic boundaries in which they serve families. So if there's a family that knows that they are going to move across the city or to another area, um, that may disrupt their services. So sometimes, you know, trying to identify a program that can serve a a wider range. Um, Another barrier is often communication. So The phone numbers may switch or data may run out for the month. Um, That might be really challenging for the home visitor to get in touch with their family. Mm. Um, As well as a new barrier we're finding during COVID is unstable Internet. So during virtual visits, um, if the Internet's unstable, that can be a challenge to reach families as well. It's funny how we didn't know until these recent years how much we would rely on Wi-Fi, right? Uh, Tell us about the benefits, Sharon, of families receiving services like this in their own home? 
Okay. Um, it, it's a safe space for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's such an opportunity for uh, you to come into their home where they, are, you know, they feel comfortable. It's an opportunity for you to get to know other family members that's there in the home that can definitely uh, provide support. Um, and you can educate you know, those also in the home. Yeah. It also improves child development, family health, uh, parenting skills, and parent, uh, parent-child interaction and increased school readiness. What do you make of Governor Pritzker's focus on early childhood services? You know, um, before he became governor, he came out to visit Family Focus. Okay. And his passion about uh, home visiting and the need and wanted to ensure that there were, you know, uh, uh, investment in home visiting and the importance of it uh, to hear him want to add 5,000 more spots. Uh, slots, I think, is a great opportunity for many families that uh, kids aren't currently in any programs. Another opportunity uh, for us to go out into the home and reach those families that aren't in services. What do you think, Caitlin? I mean, was was this something that you were expecting to hear from him, or is it something new? I think it's very exciting. I think um, as those who work in home visiting know how truly challenging the work is to have this publicly acknowledged and uh, increased investment is is such a compliment and so exciting um, for additional families and also to for additional resources for the home visitors that are working um, directly with those families and the programs. Yeah, let's hear from the governor himself. When he gave the, the State of the State address this week, he talked about why it's important to invest in home visiting. We aren't reaching enough families in these vital infant and toddler years, but Smart Start's expanded home visiting funding will allow us to help even more families. So he goes on after this to say, quote, thanks to our stronger fiscal standing, we can afford to do this. As every provider, teacher and parent in this state knows, we can't afford to wait, end quote. So the governor is proposing to invest five million dollars in additional funding. I mean, what would what would that five million dollars actually help you do, Caitlin? We don't know exactly how the $5 million will be spent, but we do know that that would um, possibly reach an additional 500 families or more, mm-hmm. um, could help with the resources um, and building capacity in the programs that serve those families, whether they need additional staff, additional training. Um, through, I think through COVID-19, families have encountered even more challenges than they were previously, so that means increased support for home visitors and increased training and and things that they need to to better effectively do their job. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, there aren't um, specific plans to to your point there, Caitlin, on how the five million additional uh, additional dollars will be allocated. But as people working in the field, I just wonder how you would hope the funds are used. Any thoughts there, Shernary? Yeah, I think uh, providing supplemental uh, programs such as our doula services, also reaching uh, families that have uh, children from three to four, because a lot of our uh, families that we serve, we have to transition them at three. And a lot of our families aren't ready for their kids to either go into pre-K or kindergarten at that uh, particular time. So yes. it's that, that gap that, that that's there. So I definitely think... Um, Adding those supplemental services for our families would would help. So our producer spoke with Mendy Smith, who is uh, the regional vice president of the Central Region for Children's Home and Aid in Bloomington. Uh, Children's Home and Aid is another home visiting program that serves communities across the state. And one challenge that Mendy talked about was interest and staffing because of COVID. Let's listen. We weren't getting the families per se because of the, the of the pandemic, obviously, and the staff. So it wasn't 
um, is quite as apparent now where now we're getting the families to come back. There's this uptick of people really interested in the home visiting, but we can't attract the staff. So you have this hiring crisis. So yeah, our concern is how do we attract staff to come back? Um, you know, our new staff, obviously, to, to come to this, into this field of doing outreach services. So there is a concern about how we're able to support and resource that in a way that's, as we know, small caseloads are better working, you know, within relationship-based services, supervisors just to support those services. Those are the things that we're really interested in, interested in how we'll be able to fund that as we get the, the new funds through. So I'd love to hear from you both on this. I mean, are you seeing what, what Mendy's talking about with staffing? Uh, Definitely not. It has uh, become very competitive Mm -hmm. uh, with other organizations in regards to uh, staff. Uh, Pay is also a big issue for our uh, home visitors. We have had the opportunity to increase some of our home visitors through uh, certain funding uh, sources that we do receive. Um, I do believe that uh, caseloads, smaller caseloads would definitely help out with our uh, families as well. But Mm -hmm. pay is definitely an issue in regards to um, making sure that we keep, you know, home visitors. But you can't have the smaller caseloads until you have more people yeah. doing the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts, Caitlin? Uh, how about Mindy's uh, point there about interest among families? Are people lacking interest in trying out home visiting, you think? It seems like there is still an interest in home visiting. Okay. I think, um, especially in Chicago, there has been a, a lot of effort um, to educate different referral sources. So we've seen a lot of um, referrals being made from federally qualified health centers, hospitals, um, which is amazing. And so I think the need is always there for home visiting. I think in terms of the workforce, that is a continued challenge and also produces a, a barrier for families if there if there's a, a wait list um, that they can't access the services. So the coordinated intake models, which exist throughout the state, can help families navigate that. Yeah. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking about home visiting programs in Illinois. During the governor's State of the State address on Wednesday, he announced a plan that would increase investment and access to early childhood services like education, child care and home visiting. So we are talking with Shernaren Hilliard of Family Focus Lawndale and Caitlin Canwisher of Maternal and Child Health Initiatives at the Magoon Institute about how Governor Pritzker's proposed plan could actually impact their programs. So Caitlin, why don't you take a moment and, and talk about your group, Connect Teen. Um, it, it helps, I know, connect families with home visiting programs like Family Focus, right? Exactly, yes. We partner with, with Family Focus. Nice. So, so how, how, does, how does the intake process work? So we receive referrals from a wide variety of places, such as federally qualified health centers, hospitals. Um, A big partner of ours is Chicago Public Schools. So once a family reaches out to us, we um, assess their needs and primarily assess which neighborhood they live in so that we can determine which program is going to be a good fit for them. And then we provide a warm handoff to that program and ensure that they start to receive services if it works out. And if it doesn't, then we can help them identify a different program. Are there challenges to finding the, the right program for a particular family? I think some of the challenges are um, similar to what I mentioned earlier in terms of unstable housing or if the family plans to relocate. Yeah. We know that ahead of time. Um, so we, we try to work through those on the front end so that when we refer a family, we know that it's going to be a good fit and that they can receive services. What areas of the state do you provide services to with family focus, Shonarin? So um, as far as West Aurora, DuPage, uh, North, Highland Park, Evanston, uh, South, uh, South Shore, Highland, Hyde Park, um, South Holland, and then West 
West Side, Cicero, um, Lundell, Inglewood, and uh, Belmont Craigan. So you're everywhere. Yes. <laughs> we have uh, 11 sites. <laughs> what makes a family eligible for Family Focus? So um, for our early childhood programs, families that's coming in, um, that there's a, a need, uh, families that um, have children from zero to five that meet our requirements based on whichever funder um, uh, program they're coming into. How, um, d- just tell us about how family focus home visitors work with the parents and children. Okay. What does the day to day look like? So, the day to day, they're going into the home. Um, they're trained in a, a curriculum called Parents as Teachers, the evidence based uh, curriculum. And with that particular curriculum, uh, they're working with the child to increase uh, child development, working with them. Uh, with activities to increase parent-child interaction, um, and then again to prepare them for uh, pre-K and kindergarten. So they're going into the home, ensuring that it's a safe environment, a safe place. They're doing um, uh, safety visits. They're, you know, talking with the parents, setting goals uh, with the parents and helping them, you know, achieve those goals for themselves and for their children. Mm-hmm. So even if it's, oh, I, I, wanna, I want help with potty training, you know, that's a goal, and, we, you know, we help them, you know, through that. Um, but just really being there for the family and for uh, the child. We not only just do services um, in the home, we also have socialization groups that we do in the center like twice a month. Okay. So they're able to um, receive support from other uh, other parents, other mothers, moms, or fathers, um, and then just to be able to network. And then for the children to see how a uh, pre-K and kindergarten classroom is, you know, actually set up. So they're, you know, mingling with other, you know, children as well. That's great. So the governor's made his announcement, right? So I, I'm curious, what are you going to be looking out for in the coming months when it comes to this this funding and these promises? Caitlin? I think just looking to see if there is anything identified on how the funding will be spent or any way that we can support that um, and anticipate um, what to expect in terms of our programs. We have over 40 programs that we partner with, so we like to be able to um, offer resources to them. We'll, we'll leave it there. Shernarin Hilliard is the Senior Vice President of Programs and Impact with Family Focus, and Caitlin Canwisher is the Director of Maternal and Child Health Initiatives at the Magoon Institute for Healthy Families at Lurie Children's Hospital. Thank you both. This episode of Reset was produced by Micah Yason, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather and Dan Tucker. Hear Governor Pritzker's entire state of the state, along with expert analysis, by subscribing to our podcast. That's all for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you this afternoon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.